Welcome to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. This is the show for the soul who is excited to welcome in more freedom, abundance, and quantum healing in their life. Hi, I'm Vaughn. My magic is in treating all aspects of this human existence, mind, body, and spirit, because it is all connected. In this podcast, I will be sharing stories of transformation so you can know, witness, and understand what's possible for you too when we play together in the cosmos. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Cosmic Healing Podcast. All right, you guys, you might want to get a pen and paper out for this episode because I have Barbara Alexander with us today, and she is an astrologer. And I personally am so fascinated with astrology. I honestly don't know much about it at all. Like, I know a lot of, I know just enough to be dangerous, right? But I do not... I, I want to receive the information, but I do not want to hold the information. I do not want to be the teacher of astrology. I just want to know all the things about it. And so today, Barbara is with us, and she is going to just teach us all the things. So welcome, Barbara. Oh, thank you, Vaughn. I'm so excited, too. I, I love astrology, and I love digging in deep. So um I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to impart my wisdom and knowledge on people in a very, in a bite-sized way, because I know that this, this content can be very dense and I really want to make sure that everyone can walk away understanding some of the basics, why it's important to understand astrology, why it's important to really understand your personal birth chart, because it's loaded with nuggets of beautiful, beautiful information, and then really how you can leverage what's going on now in the cosmos. I love your title, Cosmos. <laughs> uh, and so to really guide you and shape you and 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 direct you on this beautiful journey of life. So that's yes. my passion. Oh, yes. Okay. So I have had my own personal astrologer. Her name is Susan. And I know you are have basically like worked with her, trained with her, all that good stuff. So um, Susan has been an integral part of my life, especially over the past five years as I began this healing journey, um, because I was going through so many things that just did not make sense to me. You know, like I was like, I know I'm going through things, but I was trying to process it all myself. And once I allowed Susan in to guide me through what was happening in my chart, it just made so much sense. I was like, oh, that's why I'm feeling this because this energy is in this planet and this blah, 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 all the charts of everything. And, and it just gave me so much more permission to surrender into whatever was happening. And one of the biggest things she really did for me was, um, I remember in the, the beginning of like 2020 and I had so much energy running through my body. And I was like, Susan, I just don't know. Am I supposed to press the gas on my business or not? You know, cause I had this desire in my heart that was like this, this business that was coming forward. But I was like, but I don't know exactly what it is, what is happening. And she looked at my, all my charts and she was like, do not press the gas. 
And her telling me to, and then little did we know that in March of 2020, the entire world would shut down. Right. And so that her telling me that in January gave me the permission to take the gas off. Like there was no pressure because it was not my time. But what she did tell me, she was like, 2023 is game on. And so I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So I've been patiently waiting for 2023, planting the seeds and all that good stuff. And so now that I have you with me, I'm so excited to have you be able to look at my chart with a fresh set of eyes because like with Susan, she knows me. She knows me so well. And you and I have been in each other's world for several years now, but you've never looked into my chart. And so for us to be able to go into my chart and to be able to explain to people what you're seeing and that what is available for them in their chart to understand what is happening, I think is going to be huge. And I'm so excited for this conversation. So thank you. Tell me about your journey of, of discovering your passion for astrology. It, it, so it was your introduction to Susan that, that got me in the, um, in the excitement of it. Very similar. You introduced me. I think she was live in one of your Facebook groups because I had been working with you through the Mind Magic program. And she, I was like, I've never had a reading before. So I booked a reading with her and I was going through a really rough time personally. I, it was, well, it was COVID. So we were all locked down, but I was also going through um, mediation in, in, in a divorce. So I had the reading in June of 2020. She knew already. She's like, she already questioned me about what was going on and something going on because of a planetary movement that started in 2018. So this planet, and that's about the time that my ex and I had issues started. They really came to the surface. So that particular energy would either um, it would either make or break the relationship. She said it would either totally transform the relationship to where it's unrecognizable or, and I said, well, we're already down the, the split path. So very similar to your experience, there was validation. Okay. This is, this is where we're heading. And I, and she, she also helped me understand more about myself that I didn't know because I just knew I was a cancer son like you, right? right. You're a cancer yeah. son. But there's so much more to us than our sun sign. And I love that as a phrase. There's so much more to you than your sun sign. There's so much more to you. It's, astrology is more than just your horoscope. So she she first started with me to really dig into my chart so that I can better learn who I was at my core. And I started to learn more about my path, the thing, my gifts, my talents, the things that I knew innately I was good at. And then looking deeper into the chart, which the way the planets intersect with each other in your chart will say where you may have an easy time at things or you may have certain challenges. So it's totally validated why I had some, some struggles in certain areas of my life. Then I, I was like, I'm not stopping here. So I booked, I booked readings with her every 90 days. So I had the, I had a baseline understanding of my chart. And then it was more from a, I'll say a predictive or a forecasting uh, uh, 
um, perspective. So it would help me to understand what energies were coming down the pike and how it would activate in my chart, which translates to what area of my life where the energies might be more intense and a little bit more challenging, where they might be lighter and opportunities to seize. So I, I just love meeting with her every, we, we had, a, we have appointments every, every 90 days, we reconcile what's happened, we look ahead, and it really, it helped me to recognize that there's a reason why we go through what we go through. The, the, your birth chart is your soul's blueprint. And if you really embrace that, this is, this, it's your destiny, you do have free will to make whatever choices. But if you better understand what your true path is, and you go with it, even through the tough times, you'll ultimately end up living your life with um, joy and fulfillment and where you really, really where you want to be and where you need to be from a soul, from a soul perspective. Oh, oh my gosh. What you just said about your birth chart is your soul blueprint. Oh my goodness. Like, I love that. I love that. And we just are always so, I feel like searching for answers, searching for the guidance and, and it's right here for us. I mean, we just have to be open to receive that, that information, you know, like, it's all there for us. Our soul is constantly guiding us. And when we can look into these teachings and, and things that are outside of this physical world right now, um, there, that's where the magic is. That's where the answers are. That's where the clarity that we desire lies. And so I'm just, it, it always just fascinates me. Like when I'm working with teachers, you know, that, that, that are teaching us ways that we can learn more about ourselves. Cause that's mm -hmm. ultimately what this entire life is about is how can we learn more about ourselves and navigate through this lifetime in that knowing. Exactly. And, and where I was, when I got my first reading and really latched on to Susan's guidance, I was in a dark place. I, I, every day for, was really a struggle. It was to be brutally honest with you. And between going through the divorce in lockdown, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're, we're all confined. My, my kids were home from school. We were all under the same roof. I was trying to work because I worked from home. She said to me, I remember when she said this to me, she said, something's gonna free up in your home in January. So this was a conversation we had in um, like July. And she said, something's gonna free up in January. It's gonna be something unexpected, but based on your, your moon in Sagittarius, you have a very optimistic attitude. It will be jolting, but you'll get through it. And sure enough, we she couldn't tell me exactly what it was, but my husband was diagnosed with cancer. And um, we ended up postponing the divorce. And he left, he was went for treatment under his sister's care in Florida, which freed up my home. It freed me up to sell the home because we had been planning to sell the home and really start to build my new life. So it was knowing that that point was going to come for six months, not knowing what it was. It's it's kind of bittersweet because nobody wants to look at your partner's illness as a right. way, but yeah, we're, we're yeah. fine. And we, we, we were on board with the plans that we yeah. had. 
but it was every day. I'm like, I know it's going to get better. I know it's going to get better. Susan said it's going to get better. She said it's going to get better. <laughs> and, and the fascinating thing about that is it's not like, I mean, granted, she is a, is a beautiful, intuitive woman, but it's not like she's a psychic and right. she was predicting this. She was looking at your chart yes. and could see what planet was where and could see that this pressure was going to be alleviated in that month because that was going to be there. So I mean, how scientific and powerful and real is that? Right. It's, I mean, yes. it's just like, it's so confirming. So, okay. So like you were saying, um, cause for me, I'm like, for the longest time, I only knew my cancer sign and that's all okay. that mattered to me. And, and that was the only, and even still I get confused about the big three, mm -hmm. um, which which is important to understand all these aspects of yourself. So please walk us through the big three. The big three. Okay. So your big three is your sun sign, which is what people are most familiar with. Then there's your moon and then there's your rising or your ascendant. So your sun is your identity, who you are, your vitality and how you shine. So your cancer. And so the attributes of cancer is very nurturing. You're very caring. Um, you also have, um, because this, the moon, the, the moon as a planet is ruled um, by cancer or cancer. Yeah. The moon is ruled by can cancer is ruled by the moon. Sorry. Yeah. You have emotional sensitivity. You think? <laughs> okay. And um, I'll jump to your rising sign because or your ascendant, you are also a cancer. And that's how people see you. So you are who you are. You are who you are. There's no um, mask that you put on to this world. So you're, you're true and true a cancer. And your son is in the first house, which is where your ascendant is. So it's, you embody that cancer quality. Okay. That makes sense because I'll meet other true. cancers and, and, uh, you know, and we'll like compare notes sometimes and, and we're not like kind of the same. So, but I really am like full on, like all the things you cancer. are. <laughs> so I'm a cancer son. I'm in the ninth house. So it's in a different area of the chart. So there's, I express myself differently as a cancer, although I have a lot of the same qualities as you, but I am a Scorpio rising. So, Ooh, the, so okay. people see me more with that. Scorpio. Fire. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's yeah, that mysterious, that passionate. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's got a little Juno six, Juno or what that, that spicy. I don't know. Scorpios are a little spicy to me. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. But here was another interesting thing that I saw in your chart. Your moon is in Libra yeah. in, in the, in the fourth house of home and family. So, and there's a correlation between the moon and cancer and Libra. So again, there's another cancer element to, because the moon is, your moon is in Libra and the moon and cancer are connected. You have another quality that kind of links you back to cancer. So balance and harmony is important for you. Relationships are important to you. You want to be able to keep the peace. You want to nurture people. So 
you have this very synergistic quality about you in your big three, because you're, the cancer is the home body and your moon is in, in Libra, which is in, and it's in the fourth house. And your moon represents what, where you feel emotionally secure and where you find your safety and security. So that's in home and family for you. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. That makes perfect sense. All right. So my sun is the, is the personality, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, and then my moon is like the, um, how I'm emotionally secure, like how I, what, like my safety net almost, right? How so, you express, how you express yourself emotionally and what you need to feel emotionally secure. Okay. And so what is your moon in? My moon is in Sagittarius. Okay. So I am, I'm, I have this optimistic quality, this adventurous quality about me. I don't like to be tied down. <laughs> so that, that's where, and I, um, it, it's a little bit of a, of a, of an opposite of a cancer. So the cancer is like home nurturing, but then I have this very adventurous exploratory side of myself that makes me feel like I like to be home, but I don't like to be home and nurturing others. I need to be more adventurous on my own. And so I will say that, that my marriage was good in that respect, because I did have a lot of freedom in my marriage because my husband travels a lot. So, so should there come a time that I partner up again, I'm, that's going to be important to me. It's going to be important to be with somebody who allows me that freedom. So Ideally, somebody with Sagittarius would, would probably yeah. <laughs> suit me. So that and and there's a whole other aspect of astrology where you get into into um, the partners uh, and the partners and the compatibility. But knowing that, I mean, knowing that makes exactly. it a lot. Exactly, knowing that, knowing yes. that, because I, my husband's a Scorpio, and some of my very best friends, and they're all Scorpios. You know, like I'm just very drawn to that Scorpio energy. And so I just think that that's so interesting, like how there is that component of relationships and who you are compatible with. And, and, you know, so when you meet someone new and you're asking, what's your sign, you know, like, it's really out of curiosity. Like, who are you? Tell me who you are. Oh, I do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Like I need your birth date, your birth time and your birth location. And so getting back into the dating world, right? Yeah. And okay. Let me text my mother. (laughs) Oh, right. Yeah, I get the first time and then I plug it in and I'm like, Ooh, okay. And then there's so much more to know where their Venus is and their Mars is and, and where the compatibility is. So I don't, I don't work with that at this moment, but it's, I can kind of see it on the right. Yeah. Um, okay. So then with the rising, like, tell me more about exactly what that means. Well, that's how you, that's how you appear to the world. So that's more of the, the, how others see you. And it's important to know that because then you don't come, you know, that if you're, you're a cancer as a, as a sun and as a rising, so you are who you are. I'm a cancer, but I'm a Scorpio. So knowing that people may see me as passionate, sometimes that passion may come across a little bit too um, assertive, for example. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they don't necessarily see me inside. They see the outside of me. So bringing some of those inner qualities out 
might, might be important. Okay. That makes perfect sense. All right. So those are the big three is your sun, your moon, and your rising. Exactly. And once you understand those, you realize that that's, so how exactly is that? So the, the, your sign is in that planet or how does that work? So the, the planet is in the sign. So your, your sun is in cancer and it's in the first house. Your moon is in Libra in the fourth house. So those three, it's like a, it's like a three dimensional, it's a three dimensional view of how you express yourself. That's the way I explain it. So there's the planet, right? Which is the sun. Right. Then there's the Zodiac, which is like the archetype, like what is cancer? How does cancer express itself? And then um, there's the house, which is the area of your life. So the first house is self. That's yourself. So that's why I say you're so such a cancer. So my son is in cancer in the ninth house. And the ninth house is higher learning, spirituality, teaching. And so when I recognize that my son sign was in an area of life that basically correlates with the work I now do (laughs) about that, that was validation for me that I'm in the right place. So that's how I express myself. So the sun is, its placement is how you express yourself. Okay. So how many, um, and I'm just going to ask questions because I just want to make sure. So how many planets are there? So there are, you have your sun, your moon, and your rising. The rising isn't really a planet. It's just where the horizon was at the time of your birth. Those are your core core personality. Then you have Mercury, Venus, and Mars, which are considered your personal planets. So they add another dimension to who you are. Your Mercury is how you communicate. Your Venus is how you attract both money and love. And Mars is how you take action. So those those add a lot of um, flavor to your personality based on where those placements are. Okay. So Mercury is, say that again. Communicate how you communicate. Okay. And then Venus is love. How you, and how how you, you, how you attract. How okay. you attract. It could be both, you know, money and love and people. Right. So okay. how you attract. And then what was the third one? Mars is Mars. how you take action. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And, and then, so it's different depending on which sign your planet is placed in and which house. Okay. And so how many houses are there? There are 12. Okay. 12 houses. Mm-hmm. All right. And then this chart, I, I want to make sure I put that in the show notes. Like what is the best, um, website to go discover your chart? Like just so that you can like put pen to paper there. What well, you can go to astro.com. Yeah. And it'll ask you to pull up, you know, based on your, birth date, birth time, birth location. There are different, it gets a little bit complex (laughs) because there are different, there are different, there are different astrology schools of thought. So there are some astrologers that follow what's called a Placidus house system. I follow a whole sign house system. So 
things may look different in your chart, Vaughn, if I pulled up Placidus versus whole sign. So okay. that so when I do readings for people, I let them know that if you've ever had a reading before, you may it may look a little different if you looked at it from a Placidus versus a whole sign. I've found looking at my chart in both because I studied under Placidus and I converted to whole sign. I resonate more with whole sign. People that I talk to resonate with more more with whole sign. Susan also ha have her and I have had conversations about it. And okay. then I, I asked somebody and they said, and I don't know how true this is, but people in the Northern hemisphere are more whole sign and people in the Southern hemisphere are more placidus. So, oh, okay. so if, if people, if your listeners want to pull their chart, I would suggest whole sign I, just from my own professional opinion and what I've been able to validate. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. So, all right. So we have the, our, our signs. And so which are the ones that are moving constantly? The planets are the ones that are constantly moving, right? Right. So there okay. were more, there were more planets I didn't get into, but, but like those are like the main I, but, yeah. ones. Yeah. So, so let, let, I'll explain it this way. Your birth chart is a snapshot that never changes. It's, it's evergreen. So the plant where the planets were at the time and place of your birth in that specific sign and in that specific house never changes, stays that way. However, they're constantly moving around. So if you picture your birth chart as a static, never moving thing, and then the planets are moving around. So the sun, the moon, not your rising, right? The sun, the moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, there's Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, right? Those are the main ones, right? They're constantly, and they actually, they actually move um, counterclockwise. Some move fast, like the sun and the moon. Some move faster, like not faster than the sun and the moon, but some move fairly quickly, like Mercury moves through a sign every four to five weeks. Venus typically moves through every five to six weeks. Mars moves through a sign every six to seven weeks. So I'll just wow. deal with those planets for now. Okay. And then where they are at, a specific moment in time and how they connect to your personal chart is where certain things might get activated. Those energies get activated in your life. So I'm going to give you an example, if you don't mind. Here. Yes, please. Um, yeah. Which I'm, when you told me what Susan said about 2023, she was spot on the money because you are, you have Jupiter which is the planet of abundance, luck, expansion, growth, just about hitting your career line in your 10th house of career. Okay. So the energy right now in your career, like we're talking days away, it's February 19th. You're probably already feeling that energy because what happens is when it hits the exact point that that planet or that in this case, it's your, it's your career line, you'll feel it amplify. The energy will be like exact and amplified, but you typically feel it days leading up and then the days following. So, you know, when we talk about the moon, you feel the energy a few days before and a few days after that's the same, that's the same concept as the moon is getting closer to a point And then it's, it's after. So this is a really 
amazing time for you in your career. Like this is like growth, expansion, um, and it's in your career house, shining. It's right on your Mars. So like taking action, being okay, out yeah, there. Right. Your Mars is in um, in the same sign as your career line, which is Aries. And Mars likes to be in Aries because Mars rules Aries. So oh, okay. Mars, likes to, Mars likes to be in Aries. Remember I said the moon rules Cancer? Yeah. Mars rules Aries. Mars is uh, just about... Yeah, Mars is at 11 degrees. And so they're all kind of lining up together, my friends. And so then how long will that cluster all be together? So so I have here that it's going to hit, it's going to be exact around February 19th. So Jupiter moves slower, not fast. Um, and then you'll feel you'll feel that energy for a few days, but it's it's almost like whatever action you're taking now is paying off whatever it is you're doing. I don't know if this conversation with me. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is so fascinating because I, you know, like what have you got going on. Yeah. What have you got going well, on? Well, I so have a ton going on, but it's just interesting. Like the energy that has been preparing me, like I'll do things like even having this podcast, like I did not want to have a podcast, you know, but it's like the energy within me was saying, have a podcast, you know, mm -hmm. like go ahead and update your website, create the courses. Like I've been in preparation mode, Yes. even though it made no sense to me because I was like, this is really uncomfortable for me. Like I don't enjoy like the business side of things, but it's like, I was doing these things that, that were preparing me without yes. me even realizing it for this moment in time right here, right now. That's a, that's a beautiful way to explain it. That's it. This is the payoff time. That's exactly the way to yeah. say it. So, so you're very intuitive in, in knowing, and I follow the same, I don't even have to look sometimes because what, what astrology has done for me, it's validated my intuition to be quite honest with you, yep. where I, where I've been at this point, it's validated it. So your, your soul has been guiding you all along. Like you, you're getting those, those nudges, those nudges, those nudges, and you've been following it. And this is the payoff time. Actually. Yeah. And I would like to comment on this, like that frustration feeling that we all have when we do not to, you know, like that, you know, if you are in a frustrated point in your life, it's because you're not taking action on the way that your soul is guiding you and your soul is guiding you because of what is in what planet, you know, where your chart is in that planet. And so it's all divinely orchestrated. I use that word all the time. Like everything is divinely orchestrated. It's like already in the planetary action. Like everything is already set in motion. It and is. so when you do not take action on those intuitive nudges that, that energetically, astrologically, mm -hmm. in intuitively is guiding you into what you are preparing yourself for, for what is coming up next, then you feel stuck and you feel frustrated because you're not doing it. And, and everything is saying, it's like handing it to you on a silver platter. Be like, we sent you all the signs. We sent you all the preparations. You're not doing it. And now you feel frustrated because you're in this planet and it's giving you all this information and maybe you're not taking advantage of it. Right, right. It's like, why are you resisting? You're resisting because it's this maybe unfamiliar or unknown. Exactly. But but your soul is guiding you because this is your this is your soul's blueprint. This is where your, your soul wants you to blueprint. go. 
I it's love where it. your soul wants you to go. And then the other thing that I noticed was that your, um, are you familiar with Chiron at all? Chiron? Okay. I'm so excited to talk to you about this because I've heard of it. And okay. also like Chiron and the North node, like these are two things that I'm, I hear in the astrological world, but yes. I really do not understand. So, so I, I love, I love that you said that because when I look at people's charts, especially as a coach, so I'm an astrologer, I'm a coach that uses astrology to help my clients through their transformation. I, I look at the big three, I look at some of the, the personal planets, but then I, I spend a lot of time with my clients on Chiron and the nodes, because that's where we have the greatest lessons and the greatest healing to, to um, go through in our lifetime. So as a coach, before using astrology, I would go through, we'd go through a lot of sessions trying to dig deep and dig deep and dig deep. It's all here. It's here. It's in black and white, right? So it's like your North node, I and we'll talk about your North node in a second, but your Chiron is in Aries in your 10th house, which let me explain Chiron. Chiron is called a planetoid. It's a small planet. So it's not considered a real planet, but it's the core wound that you've come into this lifetime to heal. So if you believe in past lifetimes, right, it's where you've now, you've come into this lifetime and your soul is here to heal this core wound. And in healing this wound, you then have a gift to help others, to teach and heal others with this core wound. So what's fascinating for me right now when I looked at your chart is that you have this Jupiter conjunction on your career line. You are going through your Chiron return. So a lot of what you've been here in this lifetime to heal, you're in that active healing stage. And now you're taking what you're healing and you're helping others heal it. And the fact that it's in your 10th house is like, this is telling me this is what you were meant to do. This is your purpose, right? So, so let me give you some, a little bit of, do you have any questions first? Cause then I'll explain the Aries in the 10th house archetype. So with Chiron, so it is the, so does it, when it's in, so like, how often are you in Chiron or like, yeah, how does okay. that work? So Chiron is it never leaves your birth chart. It's always okay. in that same place, but around leading up to your 50th and during your 50th Chiron passes through. So it's called a natal return. So you're going through your Chiron natal return where it's going to pass, pass by where it was at your time of birth. Oh, okay. It's, okay. It, in some signs, it takes years. So Aries, it happens to go through eight years, which is a long time. You may not have felt it when it first entered Aries in 2018, but as it's been getting closer and closer and closer, it's going to leave Aries in 2027. So over the years, 2018, 19, so you may have started to feel it, 2020, 21, 22. So now in 2023, it's about midpoint, maybe yeah. a little past the midpoint. And it it did pass your career line. So it's kind of like where you, and they, that planet moves slow. So like I said, eight years in a sign, Yeah, I can look at probably the exact date where maybe some of these things sort of 
came to light for you, right? But in with Aries, it's been, tell me if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> I know you said we can just be like full disclosure yes, absolutely. Here. Please. So please. The, the core, the core wound is around self-doubt, self-confidence. Um, you resist being helped by others. Right. So, um, but you're meant in healing this, you're meant to become this fiery, passionate mentor or leader and to help others develop their own sense of self-assertion, empowerment, and independence. Mm. Oh my goodness. Ah, yes, this hits home very, I, I am going through something so deep right now, like such and it, like, it makes me emotional because I feel like I am going through such a deep core wound that is, is you know, and because I've done so much work in with my healing, right? Like I have been on a healing journey. I have healed so much. And then part of me is like, oh dear God, like how much more is there? Like, but this is why the healing journey never ends because I have been peeling away the layers and layers and layers. And now I'm getting down to a freaking the core of my shit right mm -hmm. now. Like right now at this time in my life, I am feeling it. I have... I have said on the podcast here, because I launched this in November, and I feel like ever since I launched this podcast, I have been going through the depths of my core wound. Like, I'm like, what am I doing? But it's like, part of me is saying you're, you're healing yourself, like me feeling confident in myself, me allowing myself to show up weekly and to share my story. That is me healing my core wound. And just this morning before we, um, before we hopped on, I pulled a card and it said it was something about healing my heart. And, um, there's something from the past that is really wanting to move through me. And then I was feeling very like out of sorts a few days ago. And I messaged my, our, my handy dandy Dana that that does the energetic card pulls every month. And so I was like, Dana, I am feeling so off. Can you please pull some cards? And each card, the first card was tsunami. Like you're going through like a tsunami of emotions and healing right now. And I was like, yes, yes, I am. And, um, and then like every single, she pulled three cards and each one just was like, boom. And then I haven't announced this yet, but, um, I'm going to be doing ayahuasca next Friday. And I feel feel like I have not been called to ayahuasca until now. And like the timing of it, I just know that I am busting through something so huge. And that when I bust through it, it's going to be like, okay, Vaughn, here, here, here you go, baby girl. You know, I just, I, that's how I feel like the energy is working with me right now. And it is hard. Like I, I cry on the daily. I do like lately, like I'm crying right now. Mm -hmm. I cry on the daily because I'm going through such a core, deep wounding and healing and, and just you confirming that that's why you're here on this. This is why we're having this conversation right now. So not only I can understand that and realize mm -hmm. that because mm -hmm. I did not know that, but mm -hmm. so that other people can understand the connection 
of how we are, of what we're going through, why we're going through is all in divine orchestration. So thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's, 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 I mean, I'm looking at your chart now as we're speaking, Um, it's all lining up. This is all lining up and this is what you're meant to do. This is exactly what you're meant to do. And this is the time. So just like continue to go through what you're going through, give yourself compassion, grace, whatever it is that you need to do, allow yourself to express it because you're, you're changing so many lives. You're helping others through everything that you're going through. I feel it. I, and I'm honored that I'm the one that just sort of confirmed that to you, yes, thank you. that this is the time. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's going it, to, it's, it's still moving through. It's still moving yeah. through, but you know, now, you know, now, you know, now, you know, and I would like to comment also, like what you said about 2018, like 2017 was like the wheels started turning in my body. And then 2018, it was like, okay, girl, like, bam, it's like, I got hit with a big Mac truck and the, of, of healing, you know? And it was just like, okay. So I have been going through all of that. And, and for, for what, you know, like the whole time I'm like, for what, what is happening to me? Why is this happening on so deeply? Like why I, I just, there was so much confusion, but yet at the same time, like the, the calling in my soul was so deep was so loud that if I did not do what I was being asked to do, which is, was heal. Um, so that I could be at this point right here, right now to serve in the way that I know I'm going to be serving. Mm -hmm. I would literally be a sick victim lying on the floor in, in pain. And I mean, I, I would be so sick. I know I would be like filled with disease if I did not take action in 2018 when I was supposed to. I think we were going through the same thing at the same time because that was my, that was my year too. The other thing I want to mention, cause there's so many other things there. We, we go through these, I'll call them life cycle transits and, and you're going through one right now with Chiron, but I had mine when Uranus is, is a, is a slow moving planet. Uranus opposite when it's transiting and it's completely opposite your natal that's another pivotal moment in time when pluto's squaring your natal pluto that's another pivotal point in time so we call it midlife crisis but really what it is it's these planetary energies that are shaking us up and saying you know wake up wake up and i will say this is really aligned to a, a spiritual awakening i truly believe that this is aligned to, to to everyone's spiritual awakening and we're being we're at asked to answer the call so when i can say to people especially the ones that are approaching it okay next year you're going to be faced with your Pluto square Pluto or your Uranus opposition or your Saturn return. People then know, okay, this is a significant, this is going to be a significant time in my life where I'm going to be challenged to look at my life and my life purpose, let's say, for example, or with the Saturn, with the, with the Pluto return, uh, Pluto, Pluto transformation, significant transformation. When I went through my first Pluto square Pluto, I became a mom of twins and I had, I was a career person. So, and I only tell you this because 
in Google certification, I had to go back and look at my lifetime and see when these significant transits happened. And then I was able to document, I'm like, oh, wow, that's exactly when I left corporate. Oh, wow. That's when I had to adjust my lifestyle and my career focus. And now I had two babies to take care of. So it's, it's, just helping people understand those things happen for a reason or even looking ahead. Okay. I need to kind of really prepare myself now and think about, is this the way I want to live my life? Like what, where am I feeling unfulfilled? Where are relationships not serving me anymore? And there's, there's so much like I can, I can see in people's charts, like you're going to be looking at this area of your life and needing to reflect on this area of your life within like this year, right? Or ne next year, whatever it is. So it, it just, it makes so much sense when you can validate that again, it's your soul blueprint and these energies are really helping to guide you live the life that you were meant to live. Yeah. So often I'll do, uh, on my one-on-one -on -one clients and sessions, like sometimes even before I feel like they need to, you know, cause they're desperate. They're searching for answers. They want the freedom and, and they're just like, help me. And so they'll, they'll want to schedule a session. I'm like, you know what, why don't you schedule a session with either Barbara or Susan first, just so you get a lay of the land, just so you even know what you are dealing with. Um, so that before you even come into here in, into my space, you're, you're not so like desperately searching, you know, you already know kind of what you're working with. And once you know, with what, what you're working with, you'll know, is it time for me to go have this deep healing session or am I working through some mindset work first, you know? And so this is just so beautiful, the, it complements it, it. It is healing work. It is a healing tool to put in your toolbox is astrology. Exactly. Yes. And, and that's sort of where I, I started with it. And then I saw from my own personal journey, how informative it could be for people and how I now use it as a tool yeah. to help, to help others. Well, that is beautiful. Okay. I want to hear about the nodes. Teach us about the nodes. Okay. So the nodes, so there's your North node and your South node. So your North node is where you are being directed to learn life lessons. So it's, this is, this is the divine. This is the, the universe pushing you to like, okay, you need to move more towards your North node and these lessons. Your South node is what you've come into this lifetime already mastering. Like you, it's your comfort zone. Your North node is out of your comfort zone. It's pushing you. Your South node <laughs> is in cancer. So like <laughs> you are like cancer, cancer, cancer. So it's, it's, so you're really being like, okay, I, I, this is who I am and this is what I do, but your North node is in Capricorn. So this is to be more goal, goal oriented, more, um, <laughs> you know, accepting of responsibility more for yourself than others, right? Your own self-care and your own self-direction. So you're, it's, it's, I find it interesting when I see people's self nodes in their ascendance, because it's like, you've embodied so much of that, that you've lost 
really what you're really here to, to focus on for yourself. So the placement is in the seventh house of relationships. So it does t tell me that it's focusing on working with other people, you know, versus just sort of doing the things that you do as you have been as both a cancer sun and as a cancer rising. Okay. Well, tell me like, how does, because I feel like a lot of my um, core wound is attached to my North node of, I mean, so do you see that? I mean, is that attached on some, in some way? It, it can be. So, so you, you may see people say your North node is your life purpose. So your, your life purpose can be attached to your career or what you're meant to do in this world. Um, and I'll say for, you know, exchange of value, exchange monetary value for what, what work you do. But in other, in other cases, it may not be. It's, it's really, it's, your North Node is for your soul's evolution. It really is to help your soul's ev evolution. I'll give you an example of somebody that I'm working with who has their, their North Node is in Aries in the 10th house. So it's very tied to her, it's very tied to her career. And so she has to be more self-asserting in her career. She has, so you're taking on those, the Aries archetype. Remember how we talked about your Aries archetype with your core wound? She's now having to take on more self-assertion and using her voice and having her recognize that her opinion counts and on the opposite end of that is Libra. So the North Node is always opposite your South Node on your chart. So yours is Capricorn, Cancer, and then Aries is up here in the in the top of the chart, and Libra's at the bottom. Versus self-assertion for self, having your opinion heard, versus balance, harmony, keeping the peace. Like there is a balance of it, but when you lean more towards your South Node tendencies you're out of balance, right? So in some respects, you need to let go of some of those qualities and those tendencies completely mm -hmm. in your South node, or you may need to balance it. So, and it can be expressed in your career or your life purpose, or it just needs to be expressed in your life. So my example is my North node is in Taurus in the seventh house. And my South node is in, Scorpio in the first house. I'm going through my natal nodal return right now. So like you're going through your Chiron return, the nodes have been where in the vicinity of where they were at my time of birth since January of last year. So it's much more intense for me now to be getting out of my comfort zone and into like the unknown. Right. My lessons are more around I've been independent as a Scorpio first, first, first house. Like I don't need anybody. I'm good. Like I'm strong. Now it's learning to work. I say better with others. I just use it for lack of a better word, but um, how do I collaborate more? And, and even in personal relationships. And I find it interesting that the nodes shifted the same month that I went through my divorce. Yeah. So it's, and again, it's all, it's all divine. So now it's, it's, how do I still be independent so I'm not going to let go of my independence. So how do I still have a sense of independence while 
relying on other people, learn me learning to rely on other people, me trusting other people, me looking at the way that I value relationships differently. And it could spill into my career, but it's it's more of me and my soul's growth currently. Right. Oh, that is is just so fascinating. That is fascinating to me. And so and so that so again from from like the work that we do when you when you can see what people are trying to move towards in their north note it it, the light bulb goes on because they know oh my gosh like I've been holding on to these things in my life that yes this is my default comfort zone this is my default program from your south node which is at the bottom like you're holding on to that because that's comfortable that's down there and you're trying to go up here to the north node to the higher you know reach out so Mm -hmm. yeah that's so so on the um like on astro.com is that available like it'll say their north node and south node and then they can dive a little bit deeper into that yeah i think i i think it shows up as a default um sometimes you have to like chiron won't show up as a default like when you go on astro.com the main the main glyphs representing the planets will show up on the chart Sometimes you have to, I think you, there's a, you have to, to select Chiron as a default, but okay. um, I'm willing, you know, if anybody wants to email me or whatever. Oh can, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Um, and on that <laughs> note, cause I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but on that note, um, you have a masterclass coming up. Yes, I do. I do. I have a masterclass coming up next Thursday night, February 23rd at 7 PM Eastern. And it's called aligning with your 2023 vision. Okay. And so what I'm going to take people through is some basic understandings. Like we just went through now, I'm going to go in a little more depth on the planets and how to kind of connect the dots with your, your placements. And then I'm going to spend a lot of time on the energies in 2023 because oh, we're, nice. we're having many, many shifts this oh my year. Gosh, so it's going to be many starting now in March. So I'm going to go through the major astrological energies that are coming through over this year and even spilling over because some of these energies are going to carry on for three years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then how the energies will affect us at a collective level. But I always say to people, it affects you individually based on your own personal birth chart. So people will walk away from that masterclass really getting a handle on, oh, wow, like when Jupiter enters Taurus, so for me, it's my seventh house, this means that it's an area of growth and expansion and opportunity where now Saturn, for example, has been in my fourth house where I've had to deal with a lot of lessons learned and limitations and um, boundaries, right? My fourth house of family and home. Now it's moving into my fifth house. Now, how do I apply that energy? So what I'm going to help people understand is the sort of the methodology behind it, the energies that we will all be faced with at a collective level, what that means, and then individually, what you can do to um, personalize it more. Okay. That sounds incredible. And without giving us away too much of your 2023, um, knowledge yep. forecast knowledge. Um, because at the beginning, I do want to pick your brain on this because 
mm-hmm. when I did my little uh, Dana and I did our January energy report and we were kind of looking at the year of 2023, it is in a seven year. And that means like spiritual awakening. Yep. So, yes. you know, I, I think a lot of people might poo poo that because they're like, either they've already feel like they've been through their spiritual awakening. Well, if you've already been through your spiritual awakening, welcome to round two, because hello, that's what I'm experiencing right now. My ass is getting woke up, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with all of my core wound. Like I am, I am going through a whole nother level of a spiritual awakening for me personally. And so there are all these layers that are available to us supporting us. So I keep hearing from people that March is going to be a doozy. So talk to us about March and the rest of the year. Okay. So March, pretty significant. We have Saturn that is leaving uh, Capricorn and moving into Pisces. So for, for Saturn being in Capricorn. And then before that was in, um, Aquarius. No, wait, no, wait. Well, so like, no, when yes. We were- okay. It okay. was in, it was in Aquarius and then Capricorn. Saturn is very comfortable in those signs, right? So now, now it's moving into a sign, the sign of Pisces that it's not comfortable in. Pisces is very fluid. It's going to be that, that very restrictive, that very limited energy is now going to be moving into Pisces. And, you know, Pisces is very, it's very spiritual. It's very fluid. It's very mutable. So on a collective level, we're going to see some shifts, right? So this could very well allude to some of the things that, that you've been mentioning. It will affect people differently based on where Saturn has been in their chart and now where it's going into Pisces. And that's an energy that's gonna be around for the next two and a half years. Okay. So what I'm telling my clients is what what are you wrapping up? Like sort of what is that Saturn lesson that you're wrapping up now in that area of your chart? Because now you're moving into a different a different life area. Okay. And it's more, it is, it's more around boundaries. It's more around um, lessons. It's more around uh, making sure that your um your Saturn likes to uh I don't want to say restrict it's such a it's it's put some parameters around so it's so it could affect people differently depending on their chart like it could affect their their health or it could affect their relationships or it could affect their home life just so So that where is my Saturn your Saturn well your Saturn is in Gemini but Saturn will be moving into your ninth house of spirituality oh spirituality and higher learning and so so it could very well be that um you may be looking at maybe more more putting more structure around your spiritual practices. So yeah, Saturn is more structural, right? It's it's yeah, structure okay. and boundaries. And so, so when happens, does that, that happens in March? March, it starts oh. in March, March 7th. Um, oh, Pluto geez. is leaving Capricorn after spending 15 years in Aquarius. And Pluto is a transformational, it's deep cathartic transformation. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna see things on a collective level 
happen with this Pluto, but Pluto's like years, like we're talking decades, right? So, but Pluto's going to go into Capricorn for a short period of time. Then it's going to go back into Aquarius. It's going to go retrograde and it's going to go back. And so it's going to be a little bit transitional until it's fully in uh, Capricorn in 2025. So we won't really see a lot of Capricorn. Um, yeah, we won't really see a lot of Capricorn, Pluto and Capricorn until 2025. But what it means on a personal level is, so yours is in your house of relationships. So it's going to pop into your house of relationships in now. And then, um, so there could be some transformational things happening in your relationships, be they personal or professional. Yeah. And you're going to kind of like look at things and then you're going to retro revisit and then go back, go back into your uh, Aquarius world, which is your eighth house. So you're going to flip flop in different areas of your life. Okay. And didn't you say my North node was in relationships? It's also in your, in Capricorn. Yes. It's in your seventh house. Okay. Whoa. So, um, yes. And then Gemini, Gemini is moving in March as well. Gemini has, I'm sorry, Mars has been in Gemini since August and it was, forward movement until October, then it went retrograde, then it went forward movement. Mars is usually a transit that only is six or seven weeks. It's been in the same sign for about seven, eight months. And a lot of us got hit hard with Mars in Gemini, but it's moving into Cancer now in, in March. So we're going to see a lot of energies shift. And then, oh, excuse me, then um, Jupiter has been in Aries. So you've been, you're going to be experiencing this beautiful Jupiter's Jupiter and Aries energy. It's been there since December. And then it's moving into Taurus in May. And then it'll be in Taurus for a year. Venus is moving into Leo uh, for a long period of time. Usually Venus is in a sign for about four to five weeks, but she'll be in there for four to five months. Oh. And that's going to have, uh, and she's going to be retrograde for about six to seven weeks. And retrogrades are periods of reflection, reassessment, and review. So that'll have most of us looking at and revisiting relationships and money. Okay. As well as things that are specific. In our, because in our a retrograde is essentially like it's, it's still, right? Like, is it's, what happens is the, the planet is moving, right, in its in its normal motion, and then it stations retrograde, so it stops, right? It kind of slows down and stops, and then it goes in a reverse. Oh, so okay. the, 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 the guidance that we give with retrogrades is not to take any strong action during a retrograde that affects that area of your life. So okay. it's, so what, remember I said earlier, you see some of these social posts about mercury retrograde, not all retrogrades, not all mercury retrogrades affect people the same way. So what I do with my clients is I let them know where these retrogrades are occurring and where it's an opportunity to take a step back to review, reassess before you make any forward moving decisions. Okay, perfect. So we're all going to be dealing with a Venus Leo retrograde, and that that'll be going on for a period of time. It will revolve around relationships and money, and in certain areas of your chart, depending again where your Leo, where your Leo is. Your Leo is in your second house of earned income. Okay. And your 
natal Venus is there too. So that's a whole other conversation you and I, I know. Have. I was like, wait, so is that good or bad? <laughs> so it's, it's so yeah. So that it's 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 funny because I had um I was on a call with somebody yesterday who's having the same same thing. It's okay. she's having a natal a Venus natal return. And there's also another, just to let you know, there's another that Uranus planet is going to make a tense um, connection to Venus at a particular time in August. So I let her know about that. So it could be, there could be some tension around money and relationships uh-huh. relating to those, that 11th house in your chart and that second area of your chart. So she kind of said, Oh, it could be between like, she sort of intuitively knew where that might Okay. But so there, there's the, there's the, the beauty in like the forecasting, right? It's like, exactly. Yeah. Like my wheels are already turning. Like I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I probably got some ideas where this is going. <laughs> right. And then, and then, um, the other big shift is the nodes are shifting. So in July, we have the nodes moving from North node in Taurus and South node in Scorpio to North node in Aries and South node in Libra. So people who have their North node in Aries and their South node in Libra, buckle up buttercups. Oh, (laughs) you're in in for a ride because I'm just coming out of my natal nodal return. And this is where those lessons just sort of flash, like they just drop right in front of you. And the beautiful awareness around it and knowing that it's being shown to you for these reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I preach so much about self-love and compassion and unconditional love, like, like everything that I'm going through right now, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm feeling it. I am. I mean, I'm feeling it deeply. Like I know I'm going through some stuff and there are part of me where I'm just like, Vaughn, what is wrong with you? Like get your shit together, you know, like, come on, be in a, be in a good mood, be happy, be, be all the things, but that's not what my life is in right now. Like I have, you know, it's not like I'm in the trenches and life is horrible by any means, but I'm going through some stuff right now. And at the end of the day, I love myself. I trust myself. I am open to surrender into the unknown. I allow myself to rise above the this 3D world that would want to make me feel like I'm something's wrong with me and I need to be medicated or something, you know, right. but like at the end of the day, I love myself. And that's why really cultivating more self-love but to, to love yourself, you have to know yourself. So that this is why this is another piece that is so important to understand who you are and, and to learn to love these versions of yourself of what you're going through, because we're all going through something always. Mm -hmm. And so how can Mm -hmm. you love yourself more through all of this? Exactly. Exactly. And when you need to take time, downtime, you take that downtime guilt free. So when, when, when we went through the eclipses last fall, so I knew, I knew because of my notes, there was the eclipse in Scorpio hit my South node and the eclipse in November hit my North node. I knew that it was going to take me down. I knew it. And I, I went away two weeks. I went to Florida, solo retreat, went by my, and it was the best 
thing I did. So it gives you permission to just take yourself out, like take yourself out and, and do what you need to do for your own self-care, even if it means leaving your family, even if it means leaving your work, whatever it means. And it was the best thing that I did, but I knew, I knew it was coming. Yeah. Well, and this is a perfect note to end on because at the beginning of our conversation, I was talking about Susan giving me, me permission to not press the gas when every part of me Mm -hmm. was like, come on, press the gas. Let's build a business. Let's, let's become this version of yourself. That's in your consciousness, you know, there's just a vision in there, but I didn't want to spend so much of my energy towards something that the timing was not right. And so she gave me the, she referred to me, my chart and told me it is not time for you to press the gas 2023, Mm -hmm. press the gas, you know, like I'm still driving the car, but I just wasn't, "Ah, I'm on a mission. I got to get there. And so what (laughs) you just said is total full circle confirmation of we all are guided, like let give honor where you're at, where you're Mm -hmm. at in your chart, Mm -hmm. because it is your guide. It is your soul blueprint. Your birth chart is your soul blueprint. I love that. So, so if anybody's, if anybody is interested in my masterclass, just go to my website page. um, I'll have it in the show notes for sure. And so barbaracalexander.com, there's a right at, there's a banner right at the top, go right there and you can, you can register right there. If you want to more information about, um, astrology, just join my email list and you'll be on my, there's a place where you can just, and so, and I'm sure people would, I mean, cause I love the way that you have just been so user-friendly with this information. So I'm sure some people will want to book maybe some one-on-one sessions with you. So what Mm -hmm. does that look like? Sure. There's a, you could do that on my website too. If you go under the astrology tab, you'll see natal chart consultation. You could get my calendar. You'll see when I have availability. What I do, which people love it, I give them a roughly 35 page PDF so that you have this evergreen document that in very simple language explains all of these placements. And, and we book we book a session, it's about an hour and a half. So that document is prepared ahead of time. And then I take you through a full explanation of your birth chart, every single placement that we've sort of touched upon here. And then I also give them a preview into the upcoming energy. So I do a little bit of a, of a energy forecast. And just like I did a little bit with you to, to show you what, what I saw that jumped out. So that's all on my website as well. Okay. Oh, Barbara, thank you so much. This has been so informative and I, I really feel I have like a full page of notes here. So I, I really just encourage if you are listening just to connect with Barbara and I mean, she's just here to support and to help teach and help you to understand what is possible for you, what you're going through and how you can support yourself along that journey. So, um, it's all just, like I said, it's another tool in the toolbox people. Thank you, Vaughn. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank Thank you. you. And I appreciate your time so much. Same here. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
am so grateful you played in the cosmos with me today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a review so other open-minded souls can come along this quantum healing journey too. I am most active over on Instagram, so come find me at Vampiro and say hello. Talk to you soon.